deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. I'd like to it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffins. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shriekcast, no longer a Harry Potter reread podcast. I'm your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. I'm Liz. It's new watch day here. Is it? The, 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 the craving is hit. The craving is here. So it's new watch day. Got a new watch. Oh, I could go for some more new watches kind of day. <laughs> Going back to the fridge for more olive kind of day. Mm-hmm. It's a cool one. It's a it's it's like a, a, a renaissance globe is sort of the vibe on this one. Nice. Feeling I'm feeling fancy. I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm I'm on a on the deck of a ship in in the age of sail. It's kind of the vibe on it. And uh, you're you're in New Watch Town soon too, right? You're kind of. I am. You tipped me off to a watch that I just loved and had to order. I believe it's the Timex Malibu something something something. And so so I'm pleased to announce that I ordered my first non character watch. <laughs> Oh no! Uh oh! It's a really cute one. Yeah. yeah, The floodgates are now officially open for you. Yes. You're you're in you're in anything goes territory for watches now. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm we're sort of like you know as 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 we are now sharing this hobby we're sort of like crossing paths here because now I'm obsessed with get with like looking at like Star Trek watches. Right. Yeah. Because they're cool. Cause they're, cause they're pretty cool. I never got a chance to ask. What did you? What were you wearing when we were hanging out uh, the other day? Oh, great question. I might have just been wearing my daily driver, the Evie watch. That's kind of the one I just grab. It's got that soft leather strap, right? Like, yep, yep. That I'm trying to wear yep. very frequently to kind of break it in. Yeah, that's that's always the thing. I love a soft leather strap. It takes a while to get there. Yes, exactly. Would you call this like the is this the 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 like most old person hobby we have? The watches? Yeah. Hmm. That's a great question. I'm trying to think of other old person hobbies that I, that I have. Uh, I guess I could say World of Warcraft zing. <laughs> that is that's true actually. That is an old person. <laughs> Watches, World of Warcraft, and uh, and the cinema, which we attended uh, uh, this past weekend. We did. We, w- we put on our watches and went to the <laughs> cinema. And then played World of Warcraft. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we saw we saw the new Spider Man. Yeah. What a what a feast for the eyes. That's a cool looking movie, huh? That's a it's a cool looking and cool sounding movie. It's a very pretty, very. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just it's just a, just a comfy film, which is great when it's a, in, you know, it's a, it was a great movie. Uh, one two hour second act. Yeah. <laughs> which is I mean, I don't know. They do a good job with that, but it's 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 very noticeable at a certain point. You're like, wow, they're really setting up a lot of stuff in this. Yeah, I think that they could have not done that, is the thing. I, either a longer movie or a shorter one, maybe. Yeah, I'm, I'm not trying to be contrarian. I feel like this is a already a, a beloved classic by now. Yeah. It's been out it's, for it's, two it's, weeks or whatever. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I, I, I had a great time. I loved it. 
it looked 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 unbelievable but yeah it definitely like when i when i was just like driving home thinking about like what happened i was like it was a lot of i bet the next one a lot of stuff is going to pay off i guess that was a, <laughs> uh but it was cool i don't know uh, uh, the best looking thing i have seen in ever for sure uh, it, it raises the question mm. why does marvel have this like how like, why why do they get to have this but like why like why why this is relegated to like comic book movie te- like territory cuz that's where all the money is right but i'm yeah. like i just i don't like superhero stuff and i came out of this movie and texted all two people i know and were like you have to see this movie in the theater do not miss <laughs> out you must go which is so weird for me yeah, it it looked crazy. It looked so good. Uh, all the color shifting stuff was incredible. Crazy perspective stuff with the three. I I kept forgetting it was three D. Mm-hmm. Is kind of the the main thing. Is it did such a good job of like looking like creatively two dimensional. If that makes any sense. Totally. I, I, yeah. It, it it looked unbelievable. Could have you could have put anything like they could have been just like saying ba 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 and i probably would have had a good time yeah pretty much the action sequences were so cool yeah it was badass it's badass it it makes me it made me because i've been on a batman kick other side of the fence right mm-hmm. uh over in dc and it made me go like mm, damn spider-man's pretty cool i like i do like spider-man right i i mean like i like i adored it right but i i would i would definitely be like happy to see something that looked like this that was like a original thing you know or like a smaller thing than a comic book character maybe nope it's gotta be spider-man um i never saw did you see the bad guys no it looked cute yeah everyone i i think everyone liked that and it has a similar thing going on it was like sort of experimental 3d stuff mm-hmm. there's that puss in boots movie that's like a shrek spinoff that everyone says it's really good that i that I like never saw. So like I I you know, maybe maybe there's maybe this is going to like raise the bar a bit for like more than just like stuff that gets to do whatever it wants cuz it's like Spider-Man, you know? Like mm-hmm. when that when that Puss in Boots movie came out and and there was just all that was one of the funniest discourse cycles, I think. Everything around that and the realistically portrayed panic attack Right. Yes. I'm I'm having vague memories of the discourse. <laughs> it's just like this is such a weird thing to be arguing about. <laughs> in either direction. Just a very funny, a very funny moment. Um It's like Puss in Boots 2, right? It's the sequel. Yeah, it's the sequel to a spin-off of Shrek. So do I got to watch uh, the first one to follow along, do you think? So I have seen that first one. Yeah. For some, I think I, I think I saw it on a plane and uh, it was I remember exactly one part of it. And it was like it's I think it ended up becoming a meme. Um, There's just the part where he, he like sees a flashback and he like sees he like pieces together who the villain has been. And it's like just this uh, ludicrous, really funny series of shots that I was It's like, that's pretty striking um Mm -hmm. uh but i I don't know anything about this new one i gotta assume that it's standalone because i don't know if that first one did great right i hope it's standalone 
I should, but I, I yeah, bad guys and that I, I I've been meaning to check out. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a big animation head, and I just like have not been keeping. I haven't watched a Pixar movie in like a decade at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now that I like movies, I should catch up on the animated hits. Yeah. What else? What else? What else animated has come out that's like been I, like my my like favorite recent, and there are huge air quotes around recent here animated film that I like saw in a theater and I've, I've I've actually like gone back to theaters to see again since was Redline. Have you seen Redline? No. It's like a I, I guess the best way to pitch it is like anime F-Zero <laughs> or Wacky Races, right? It's just a, a just a goofy, like incredibly well animated like death race thing. Right. But like that was like 2009, 2010 that came. So I'm like way behind on like big animated stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to think like, oh, I saw one of the Evangelion movies in the theater, uh, the rebuilds. I'm but yeah, I just I'm I'm like I consider myself like the cartoon fan and I've just never, never gone to a bunch of these. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll do we'll do some catching up. How about that? The cartoon catch-up. There you go. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a great idea. I, uh, uh, not a cartoon movie, but are we going to go see the Gran Turismo movie? Uh, <laughs> that was... Okay, that highlight of the theater experience, I think. <laughs> uh, like, like, movie was great, but seeing that... The world's most defensive trailer. Yeah. Like... <laughs> this trailer for the Gran Turismo movie, where I think half of the content of the trailer is people who worked on the movie looking at the camera and telling you this actually happened. This is not, we didn't make this up. This isn't stupid. Like, but like, please, this, this is real. This, <laughs> please take this seriously. I mean, it's so bizarre. Cause it's like the thing they're describing, which is like the story about a guy who was so good at Gran Turismo. He wanted to like, learn to drive a real race car and he did and now he's like a race car driver for real that's pretty cool that's like a you know that guy seems interesting yeah i'd rather just watch the documentary i think yeah i think i think that's sort of the issue here right is it's it's real and so i'd like to watch the documentary and if it wasn't real i would be more interested in seeing the movie yeah they kind of split the difference and it's and it's the worst of both worlds. Whereas if they if it was if it was made up and they just made up a movie about a guy who <laughs> who played racing games and then decided to become a professional uh, car racer, I would I would watch that movie. That's a, a hilarious yeah. premise. Yeah, the fact that it is real and I know that it's like because it's got David Harbour in mm -hmm. who you know great actor big fan um very funny seeing David Harbour like walk around a racetrack going like these these gamers have never done any exercise in their life or whatever and he's just like having to sell this very because that's the other thing right is like the documentary I believe this happened it sounds so cool but it's so weird seeing the sports movie cliches happening in a fake or in a real movie right as opposed to like a fake one where you can like make characters say whatever because they're made up right mm -hmm. like there's the there's the bit that, like like do you remember the bit of the trailer where it's them sitting around like the dinner table and it's the the main character being like dad you told me to do whatever i believed in 
or, or, or like do do whatever you're good at or whatever. yeah yeah and it's just it's just a very like hitting all the notes sports movie scene would probably be completely fine if it wasn't real but because i know it's real and the real version of this conversation would have been a lot different probably <laughs> and not like a sports movie it just makes my head spin a little bit it's yeah what are what are some other movies we could get of this premise we need we need some like pro esports guy movies absolutely a um a world of warcraft uh, mythic plus uh movie <laughs> sounds very exciting this is this is the movie about me learning how to do mythic pluses <laughs> <laughs> david harbour like grabbing me by the shoulders you've been doing just heroics and then giving up on World of Warcraft because you get bored and do something else for years. <laughs> but there's a there's a there's a sport you could do. There's Mythic Pluses, which are way harder and cooler. Exactly. You need to, you need to install some David Harbour yelling at a WoW player, like what extensions to ex to install. That could be me. Who would play you? If, 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 so if you're the David Harbour in this situation, mm -hmm. who what what actress are you getting? Um. The the like one actress that anyone has ever told me I look like, and to be to be fair, I disagree. But it's mm. the um actress I can't even remember her name that replaced Scully in the X Files. Like, didn't replace as Scully, but like the the lady cop that came in and played that role. Uh, I don't remember this character. X Files Scully replacement. <laughs> yeah. I'm googling this. To be clear, I don't agree, but this is who I'd pick. Right? No, I'm. I, I'm. I. I, I want to like judge this, right? Mm hmm. Do you remember the character's name? Uh, oh, is it? Uh. Uh. Okay, I'm seeing pictures, but it's because I'm googling. I can't. Uh. Google's useless now, and I can't. It's so bad now. I'm trying to figure it out because the the guy who replaced Mold. Annabeth yes, Gish. Yes, yes, her. Annabeth Gish. I could, yeah, I, I'd have, I guess I'd have told. to see, yeah, I'd have to, yeah, I'd, 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 I don't know. I guess I see it, but like not, I think we could get you a better actress than that. Alrighty. And I would get, we get Jack Black or something for me. I don't know. Which, sure. Who do we, who do we get? <laughs> this is going to be a very popular film. Uh, we'll hit up Legion M immediately to get this made. <laughs> That, okay, that is what that Gran Turismo movie feels like. A Legion M movie? A, a Legion M project, just a fake project. Like, this, this, this just something that has... In fact, I want to know who... What's, what's going on over at Legion M? Who we respect, by the way. Please, then they're not going to yell at us. They're not going to email me and say... <laughs> okay, they're making a movie about Dogecoin. Great. Wonderful. Um, and they're making a movie called My Dead Friend Zoe, a dark veteran, dark veteran dramedy. What? <laughs> dark veteran dramedy. Dark veteran. Dark <laughs> I am the dark veteran. <laughs> yeah, I guess I need to double check and see what this is, because I... I, I, I there's like dark veteran 
dramedy like about a veteran but I, I like the dark veteran oh it's got ed harris in it so he's the dark veteran for sure i'm um inventing a new like twitter character um mm. of someone who's a star wars fan and a and a veteran and their screen name is like darth veteran darth veteran <laughs> that it has to exist right there has to be someone called darth <laughs> veteran <laughs> if not i'm making that account <laughs> There's no Darth Veteran? <laughs> that's incredible. That is absolutely a real guy out there. That's that's a that's a guy who's doing 501st cosplay. Darth yeah, Veteran. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Veteran comedy. That's huh. Well, okay, so no, I was I was like, I wanted to check whether or not they uh they had any hand in Gran Turismo, but I guess not. I guess no. that's no, but you can do a double feature of the Dogecoin movie and then the Dark Veteran movie and you'll die instantly. Wait, I was about to say, which of those do you think would be better? <laughs> I, I can't. I don't want to hear about Dogecoin ever again. <laughs> so I will hear about the Dark Veteran. The Dark Veteran is a dramedy, so it might have some jokes at least. Right? That's true. Uh, speaking of veterans, I guess we've got a uh, we've got quite a lot of combat in our in our chapters this week. We do. Uh, what do you say we get to our reading for this episode? Yeah, sounds good. Let me see if I can find my notes, because instead of my notes, I have my browser up to Star Trek Bird of Prey watch. It's a fucking cool watch. This is what I was talking about when I was like, I'm I'm already on like new watch alert. Here. <laughs> yep. I like got I got it. The new one in the mail. I put it on. I was like, wow, that is so cool. I got such a great deal on this. Uh, 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 so, you know, re- nice watch, reasonably priced. And then I like watched one episode of Star Trek while working on something else and was like, I wonder what are some good Star Wars Star Trek watches out there and immediately found that. That's yeah, this, this is my curse. Yeah. Okay. Got my tabs all sorted out. So we'll go right <laughs> into it. Um, we read chapters uh, 12 and 13 this week. Um, chapter 12, um, if we will remember from last week, uh, Katniss was just shocked to hear that PETA has been hanging around with the careers. Um, and to jump into chapter 12, um, she somehow manages to contain her shock uh, and not give herself away um, as the the careers are kind of like hanging around under the tree that she was sleeping in. Um, they send PETA back to ensure that the other tribute that they had just like beat up had been killed. Um, while Katniss listens to the careers talk about PETA, um, like away from him, and learns that they're sort of using him to track her down, probably because of her very high score from the game makers. Um, once the careers move on, Katniss heads out. Um, she makes sure to give the cameras a knowing smile to stay ahead of the game and still appeal to the sponsors. Uh, but her next mission is to find water and things are going south fast. And we spend a few pages with Katniss as she gets more and more desperate. Um, and, uh, she hopes that Haymitch will send her water and tries to like indicate to him, to the cameras, like mouthing water but it's no use. Um, and at first she thinks that maybe he's sending a sign that she's close to water, but um, gives up on him when um, she finally uh, falls over completely exhausted and incoherent. Uh, but it takes her a moment to realize that she has fallen into some mud. There is water nearby. She drags herself to a small pond, drinks some water and goes down for a nap. 
Um, It isn't long before she is awoken with a start to a wall of fire descending upon her. That's the end of chapter 12. Uh, We go into chapter 13, where Katniss is running from the fire, following animals that have better instincts than her. The fire is too uniform, um, so she deduces this isn't isn't a natural occurrence. The game makers are doing this. Katniss contemplates trying to run back behind the fire line to avoid being forced into close proximity to the other tributes, but her thoughts are cut off by a fireball being thrown at her. The game makers have not only made a wall of fire, they're shooting fireballs at her. She spends some time running and dodging fireballs, but as soon as she takes rest, she, rest, she gets hit by one uh, in the leg. Um, the fireballs do end up stopping. She thinks it's because the game makers don't actually want to kill her. They want to manipulate the tributes into killing each other, so there must be another tribute nearby. Katniss slowly makes her way back to the pool, or maybe to a new pool, I can't really remember, uh, to tend to her injury. It's bad, but the skin isn't black, so it could be worse. She has to rest even though her position is exposed. She eats a little and then falls asleep. She is soon awoken by footsteps, but luckily with enough time to react. It's the careers again. Katniss realizes that in her wounded state, running isn't an option, so she climbs a tree. Katniss has some quips for the careers, and one of them tries to climb the tree but fails. Another tries to shoot her with an arrow and fails, but Katniss retrieves the arrow. Um, and so they are at a stalemate. The careers and Peta decide to camp out because she has nowhere to go and they need to rest. Katniss knows she needs to rest, but is unable to. She sees eyes looking at her as night falls, but realizes those aren't animal eyes. It's Rue up in the tree with her. Rue gestures at something above Katniss's head. And then the chapter ends. Another another cruel cliffhanger for our self-imposed chapter structure here. Um, I have a, a sort of confession to make. Were you but so it, excited you turned the page? So, no, it's it, the way that the chapter split is that the end of the chapter is on the left side and the new chapter is on oh. the right side. And I could not resist snapping my <laughs> eyes to the other page. <laughs> it right, was like yeah. involuntary. Yeah, and I, I saw I, the, I saw the noun, right? Like I know what the object mm, or what oh. she's indicated indicating because I just like okay. my eyeballs just found it immediately. <laughs> I will I, not say I I, I uh, I'm reading on an ebook, so I can't I I I. I luckily don't have that problem, but I would have I would have absolutely done the same thing, I think. Okay, thank you. These are these are these are exciting cliffhangers we're on. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, this this book, especially this section of the book right now that we're in, like similar to Spider-Verse, where where they could have just been saying ba 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 the whole movie and I would have <laughs> liked it. Kind of the same thing happening here, honestly. I like there's a lot of kind of stupid stuff happening here, but like I'm just excited by the movement uh, of, of what's what's occurring, you know? They kind of are saying ba 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 here. <laughs> that, that is true. That, that that is. I I truly don't understand Peta or the career's angle here. Like Katniss deduces question mark that they're using Peta to track her, and then they like sort of like video game guards say aloud like I hope we find the girl right like mm-hmm. it's. I I don't know. They're pissed because she got a good score, I guess. Don't they know they're or, in the Hunger Games? 
there. This is serious. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I could buy these these careers like getting mad that someone else got a higher score than them, but I feel like they would just kill that person and prove the score is wrong. Like, like th- th- this makes it seem like this is so outrageous that it has like, like inspired the careers to unionize against her, which is like just a really silly <laughs> premise. I think I don't understand the strat. Yeah. Like if you're, a, if you're a, if you're a pro athlete and you are offended because someone else got like a higher draft score than you or something, or like, I don't know, you're, 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 I'm trying to think of athletes that I know. Um, you are, you're Steph Curry and you're mad that people are always talking about LeBron. Um, you don't like conspire with all of the other players to like only guard LeBron, right? Like that, that's kind of not how that works. I, I like you try to win, you try to win the, the basketball game. And so the, 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 like that, and like, that's the, the nature of the competition already. So them being like upset enough to like not play the game normal style because Katniss got an 11 is very funny to me. I would have just figured they would see that score and go like, okay, well, I'm going to kill her. And because I have the best score because it's me. Yeah. Um. Here's a new angle. Mm. Um. You know how like that thing that happened in World of Warcraft where that like disease spread and then they used World of Warcraft to like study the way pandemics spread? Oh, yeah. What the blood rot. Thing, the blood right? thing, yeah. Um, so I want to do the same thing, but with Fortnite to study how people might react in a battle royale situation. Oh, that's a good idea. Like if 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 well, like if you okay, yeah. So if you if you joined a game of Fortnite mm-hmm. and and you knew that ninja, I'm just also trying to think of pro yeah. gamers you, you are also a pro fortnite player right yes and you're like yeah. okay i'm gonna find all of the pro fortnite players that are in this hundred person game and we're gonna team up and we're <laughs> gonna kill all the all the noobs and then turn on each other i feel they're like that doesn't happen a battle royale or they're, <laughs> they they're having a separate they're playing a What's the magic card where you play another game oh, under fuck. the table? Um, oh, I know this. Something yep, like that. Yep, yep, you got it. Yeah, they they are the 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 careers have gotten together in the battle royale to play a separate battle royale because they are mad at Katniss. Very odd strategy, I think. Um, like it makes for some fun drama here, and I guess it it like. It's it's like exciting for Katniss to be like running away from a posse, but it's it's just like the the logistics of this. I'm just like trying to like, like yeah, if 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 you are if you are a professional battle royale player. And you're told that someone else is better than you or someone else that people think is better than you is is in is in the game with you. You already have recourse. You your your goal is to kill them. And then you'll be the one that everyone thinks is good. It's just a very weird. The, the, I guess it's just like the, the way that they treat this thing 
where Katniss had a high score is unprecedented, I find very funny. Yeah. It makes me more interested in whatever's going on in the career pack because it feels yeah. like a um it feels like it must be like Survivor in there, right? Because you have like a like a reality TV show and only one person can can win, but all of the people are like forced to like be friends. And it feels like it's like a self-imposed version of that, where it's like the careers are they know only one of them can win, but for some yeah. reason they're just getting along for if strategy. I, yeah, I would love to know what their because like this this plot that we that we read the, the, this couple chapters of, of Katniss like running away from the careers and then meeting up with them again takes place over like three days or or two at least two days because she goes to sleep in between. Mm-hmm. So. They, I assume, must also be sleeping. And it just seems like I was a, you know, if I was the career bastard on the career team, I would say, oh, mm, ah, I'm so tired. Ooh, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to I'm, I'm hitting the hay for the night. And then uh, as soon as everyone else went to bed, I would kill all of them. Yeah. Like and and also if these are career battle royale players, they've been training their whole life for this moment. Would they not all have the exact same thought of like, yeah, I'm going to pretend to go to sleep and then kill everyone. Else. I just I w- <laughs> would love to know what it is here that is motivating this kind of thin premise, I guess. It's an excuse. I mean, it, it, like it's an excuse to get them all together and to have Katniss kind of outnumbered, I guess. And it does its job. I'm just like, what? Why? How? These are the these are the smart guys, I thought. These are like the guys who have been raised since birth to be good at this. And they are uh, immediately opening up a bunch of angles of attack on themselves by like having to trust other people. Very, very odd strategy. Yeah. Do they have like a team meeting before they go to sleep? <laughs> like, OK, everybody, right. we are agreeing not to kill each other while we're asleep. We like, you know, we're all <laughs> thinking it. 10 minute base build, no scouting. Okay. Where we, we <laughs> <laughs> like that they're just all like for like amazing that this very dastardly plan still kind of works on the honor system. Would love to know the internal politics here. Yeah. Or how it even started. Cause, cause, cause Katniss deduces that these are the like, the the like the winners of the scuffle at the cornucopia i think right mm-hmm. she she sort of determines that like oh she sees like Peter's limping so she's like ah they must know that he's gonna lead you know he's a good bet to like find me and he was trying to get me away from the cornucopia so he could like scavenge some gear from this thing so like these are people who all met in a giant death ball and I guess I, I would love to have seen that conversation. Yes. At the cornucopia, like, uh, you know, if we get if we if we could get a midnight sun, but for PETA's perspective, maybe. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> would like, love to know. Like, like, yeah, what is it? What is what is going through his head? And what is what is the motivation? What is what is what prompts this? 
this uh, 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 conspiratorial meeting that takes place, like in presumably in the midst of a fight. Like, I just I, the, the, knowing that these are like the best of the best, supposedly, I just I, I want to know who's the first person to like hold their hands up and go like, like, time out, time out, time out, time out. We should team up. Like, yeah, the- yeah. I mean, I wonder if his life was threatened and the guy was like, if you help me find your girlfriend, then I won't kill you until later. Yeah, I have to imagine it's something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Or or Pete is evil, and this was his idea. I don't know. He's he's just good at he 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 is he has enthralled all of these careers with the with the promise of like I can lead you to the the girl who got an eleven, which really pisses all of you off for some reason. <laughs> Me, the boy with the bread, can bring you to the girl who got an eleven. There's so much of that in this one. There's so much like I don't even know what to call it. Like like epithet like creation. Like like uh uh Katniss Katniss does say a like I had been another boy with the breadline. There's a bit where she like laments that she was the girl who was on fire because it's a bit ironic now there there's a lot of that in this chapter yeah yeah i mean some of it's like uh fun and that it's like she's falling for the narrative that is being made of her life Mm -hmm. because that's obviously something in sports right or like yeah where you create a narrative for the players and presumably that's being done by the capital and that's sort of her buying into her own brand yeah yeah i think that's some of the strongest stuff here is the um katniss's like semi-awareness of the like of like the game of it all i guess and like the and, like how she looks to the audience the the amount the amount of like consideration that she has for the audience and how what she's doing looks is really fascinating i think mm-hmm. um I, I wrote a list of like all the stuff uh, where she was like counting on an outside observer. Um, so like at the, be- at the beginning when, when all the career stuff is sort of unfolding, she like, she has a thought about like, Oh, this must be like the, the audience must be going like crazy right now. Cause they know I'm here. Um, there's the part where she's like, Oh, PETA PETA's joined up with them. That's that's messed up. I wonder what the viewers think. Like, like, is that how is that affecting like the 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 bit, you know, the our, our storyline? Um there's the bit in in your in your uh um chapter uh 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 summary, you made a note of of her like smiling for the camera. Mm-hmm. Which is a really great moment, and she, she even goes like, "Let them figure that out." Like, which is a really fun line. Um, but I, I love how hyper aware she is of of the audience. It's very interesting. Yeah, there's a another moment that is um, it's kind of crazy where she's like thinking about her sister watching the Hunger Games, and is like, she's probably not watching live, but they'll show highlights during lunch. Yeah, <laughs> crazy. <laughs> That stuff's great. Oh, she, uh, yeah, she, so she, like, I, I mentioned that she, like, uh, uh, after her pants get set on fire, she's like, ugh, like, like, how ironic. I'm the, I'm the girl who was on fire. The irony is not lost on me. Um, there's the part where she's like, 
uh, this must be really boring to mm-hmm. watch because uh, there's been no there's no death on one of the days that she's running away from the careers. Uh, no cannons get fired no, and no like na- no character uh, 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 tributes appear like on the big screens. Um, so she's like, wow, everyone must be getting really bored because no one's died. I, I just even though she th- 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 similar to last week, I'm so happy that um, there's a little more layered stuff going on with like her awareness of how shitty the games are as a concept versus like how invested she is in it deep down like Mm -hmm. and and how much she knows about it and how much she can sort of like attempt to uh uh be good at it uh right which is is a fun a fun dichotomy she's got going on Mm -hmm. um uh do you do you think the do you think the water stuff is exciting if you if you were if you were in a a hell future watching and, and you were flipping channels and the and and someone walking around looking for water was was on TV. Would that be the character you were rooting for? Um, rooting for. No, insane question. I, she, she, she's well, she's also like involved with cameras probably on me. And I'm like, really, there's nothing more exciting going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that's one thing. I, I I think that there's some stuff that really works well with like the close first person uh like present tense narrative that's really fun here. I, I like her uh having to sort of guess what the audience is seeing and and like what they might be invested in. I will say that there is a part of me, just like with the career tribute scene, where I'm like, I I want to see so much more stuff happening that I'm not right. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're halfway ish into the book. Now I think we're in the games themselves. And I'm just like, I'm surprised at how fast and maybe, and maybe things are going to like split up a bit more after this situation cliffhanger that we're at. But I, I am, I am a little like antsy about it already being whittled down to like Katniss versus one big group chasing her as opposed to right. like, vignettes of crazy stuff happening um do you think that they have picture in picture Ooh, like in the games like if if there's like two fights happening on each side of the map or something yeah because that's sort of what i'm picturing is like you have like the little thing in the corner and it's katniss like hiking and like falling over and trying to find water but then like the bigger picture is like the career is all like sitting around the fire and doing like a survivor like hang yeah. out yeah i would love that i i i i i wonder i i i'm gonna say yes i do think that just because like like and this is like purely like my want here but like i i want this to have like crazy espn like graphics package stuff happening. <laughs> right i want i want the i want big i want big text whooshing over during transitions i want like I want commercials in between. I want them to cut to like the commentator's desk and they're having like a very colorful argument. Right. Like I, I want all of that. The movie, the movie better understand what's fun about this book. I swear to God. Right. Or, or, and, and like weirdly enough, the stuff that that's fun about this book, that's only like implied. Mm-hmm. 
because like we're not getting any of that i i'm sort of like projecting that onto the story because it's just katniss first person present tense i would kill for a because she mentions I, i forget the character's name but she like she mentions like imagining what the commentator the color com- commentator is saying mm-hmm. about her in that moment i'm like please god i would do anything to see that scene yep and and i hope that that's in the movie uh i like because you you could do so much with this stuff i but yeah i i want the sports the sports graphics package i want the i just want this to be completely dystopian like espn basically mm-hmm um yeah there's a lot it's 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 what what do you think of of the books like target now we're a little further into the games themselves because it 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 does seem like it is mostly a jab at reality tv so far yeah it really does which is which is definitely interesting but also i think aiming a little lower than the again i just have to keep on bringing up that there is like a hundred page interview at the end of my ebook that's titled writing about war very (laughs) very seriously (laughs) and it just feels like it's so much more about um reality tv and and like that that sort of voyeuristic entertainment than it is about like uh, like like international conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. There's there's a lot. I mean, so there there's a moment in here that I I highlighted where Katniss is where we where we finally get a a solid explanation of like what the sponsors do. Um, which is I guess that they have they're betting money on someone to win. And they're allowed to send them stuff, I guess, mm-hmm. like mid-game. Um, and and Katniss is worried that she's like too boring or like too unlikable, and that Hamish was right, and that the sponsors are like not gonna send her any water or anything. And and that angle just feels so specifically about the mid 2000s reality shows where you could like text text vote to this number to cast your your vote for who gets to the next round of American Idol or whatever right yeah like, yeah um the the participation angle the viewer participa- participation angle is like it's really interesting but that is also so specifically for for the year that this came out, I think I think about that than it is anything else. I don't know. What do you what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I I completely agree. It, um, I like skipping ahead a little bit. The like, um, the game makers like throwing fireballs at her reminds me of like in those games, like the person with the least votes gets like a like a punishment thing. Mm-hmm. It's like Katniss Katniss bored the audience, so we're gonna shoot fireballs. <laughs> Her. right it's it's this weird mix of like american idol and fear factor mm-hmm. where where the the person at the bottom it, like there's something very entertainingly gross is gonna happen to them for for like your your viewing pleasure 
but there's also like a, an element where like you can vote because you like someone to like keep them going. So it's sort of playing both angles of like what reality TV in the 2000s was like. Um, it just it, it's so funny because it, it like it's it's the Hunger Games is so nasty and 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 clearly evil and whatnot. But I do think that it's sort of interesting how I, I think this sort of glosses over some of like the really cruel stuff about that kind of TV almost. Or maybe mm-hmm. not glosses over, but like I, I can imagine darker versions of stuff. Because like I, I'm just thinking about like how the first episode of every season of American Idol was basically just a freak show. Mm-hmm. Where 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 they would like egg on a bunch of people who are terrible at singing or like funny to the audience for one reason or another to like 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 it, it was it was purely just to like laugh at them and to and to put them make a spectacle of them with no intention of like actually having them compete in American Idol right and like I'm just imagining like I would love to see the like D League Hunger Games where all the people who were like not tributes but were like really bad that they picked to like. Because they had some quirk or whatever compete in just the like an even grosser, nastier Hunger Games, right? Like, it's everything in the Hunger Games still kind of boils down to like a noble sport, even if it's like a misguided one, right? But like that's still like enabling noble competition, and I I just think that that's like that's not what reality TV ever was, right? It was always about laughing at people or like ex- like hurting people. Yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting, too, because I think that there is like some of that is indicated as like what District 12 often is. Right. We Mm -hmm. get that sort of like, oh, before before Katniss and before PETA, it's like they were were the laughing stock where they get got like trotted out naked during the like and like covered and and and. Uh, or like dressed as coal miners or whatever, and were maybe made to be the laughing stock. But then that's kind of like. Um, it feels like they just got out of being the laughing stock on like merit, right. which isn't how reality TV works, right? They they <laughs> they put the laughing stock in on purpose, and it's scripted, and there's no. It's not just like oh, I'm good enough to not be that, right? Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. There. There. It's similar to the way that that we've sort of joked about how funny it is that like in this. In this nightmare future, there's still public school. <laughs> it, like the like the Hunger Games still seems to at least have a pretense of like noble noble sport. Um, and I and like just you look at like reality TV TV then and like I mean not even just then like it's still like like I think one episode of Ninety Day Fiance is probably more evil than anything that's happened in this this book so far right like Mm -hmm. in in terms of like what you know just exploiting weird people at their lowest for for entertainment's sake is just like it 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 nothing you could write i guess could really aptly parody it more than just how nakedly obviously cruel it is in reality um and, and that that sort of makes the the focus that this that this section has on like the 
spectacle of it sort of interesting because it's a ton of fun and it's it's uh it's definitely very clear in like what it's what it's trying to say but at the same time just like like i I love this but like american idol was so much meaner than this like (laughs) yeah well i actually just realized you know what character katniss is katniss is the like a person that they trot up for American Idol that like you don't think is going to be able to sing well, but then like opens their mouth and is like the professional opera singer. I can't remember that lady's name. Susan Boyle or whatever. Yeah. 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 Because because there's that's that's that is 100 percent it. That is that is that is that is so spot on. She is she is the one that you're like. and, and, And I think that the thing that works the best about this story is that she is that. I think very intentionally and, and has not picked up on it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she thinks that I, I think that there maybe is, is an element where she thinks that she's there on merit and is not, not, and, and not as like an interesting sacrifice, right? Like mm-hmm. something to be, to be poked and prodded to like do stuff that's interesting, which is like right. totally what the fireball shit is. Right. It's like, like, you know, do something, do something crazy for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it's just so funny too, though, because like, like the, I, the fireball, the game makers like pushing her and, and and like shooting fireballs at her, and her having that thought about like, oh, they're trying to like get me to do stuff they wouldn't actually kill me is is sort of funny because like I just think like just to go back to the American Idol thing is that in the American Idol uh, comparison here they do kill you. They, they, uh, they, they, you're, you are trotted up in front of Simon Cowell for him to be mean to you for 20 minutes, right? Like, that's, <laughs> yeah. They, they, that, like, that's not them shooting fireballs. That's just them actually doing it to you. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I was thinking a lot. And, and this is not, this isn't even me being really, really critical of it. It's just, it's like, just me, it made me think about how nasty television was and, and still is, right? Uh, uh, but like this, this this genre of stuff, I I was fascinated by the stuff that the book was kind of putting out there. Um, speaking of it, sort of changing targets to like reality TV and like a satire of it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it um it almost is trying to equate like celebrity culture and reality TV culture going too far with like fascism? Yeah, I I couldn't I I don't know if I could like put a a like flag down on it for sure where it's going to land on that stuff yet, but it definitely is does feel like it's being weirdly equivocal of some stuff, right? Of like it 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 cuz cuz up until now it has totally been celeb culture stuff, right? It's been but we've sort of like gone from like People magazine to like uh true tv if that makes sense mm-hmm. of like like what exactly is being uh uh criticized here and i'm i'm curious whether it's going to like kind of weave in and out and and, and make separate points about these things or whether the author is treating them as the same thing because you're totally right it's it's kind of like it, it's been it's it's suddenly shifted gears to a much different uh uh form of entertainment right mhm um uh because because like previously especially like the interview stuff felt a lot more like press junkety maybe mm-hmm. um 
And this is this is a lot more just like rolling around in the dirt, watching Survivor, watching American Idol, watching, I mean, God knows all the the weird TV shows that were on at the time this was written. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are those are those are separate things. It's like people who are uh, uh, lifted up and sort of like elevated for your entertainment and people who are like dredged up and like trotted out for you to like laugh at right and feel better comparing yourself to mm-hmm. um and i yeah i i agree i think those are like two separate things it's more that i'm putting a pin in it because i'm just trying to figure out what it's trying to say yeah yeah i i know i think you're total i think it's a really good observation that it's just like i'm not sure if these are the same thing right because we you in in, in our we were we were chatting about this before the episode and you brought up that a lot of this sort of reminds you more of wrestling kind of yeah sort of a if wrestling was real yeah like if 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 the fiction was real um specifically the game makers uh, be- like the game makers become characters in the game as soon as they start interfering and it kind of reminds me of like a Vince McMahon character a little bit right yeah yeah, the, but like this idea, because and, and and wrestling itself is in a weird spot too, because it is a, it is sort of like reality TV that is still sort of like, uh, uh, it, it's scripted, but it's playing on like the same impulses a lot of the time that reality TV is, right? Of like, like you know, you want to see some weirdos, you want, and you want to see like like crazy stuff happen, right? Um. But also wrestlers are typically more like elevated, well put together, selected athletes, right? And not mm-hmm. like jokes for you to laugh at. Some of them have been, but like, I it, like, it, but like, like because it's threading that needle so strangely between celebrity and reality TV. I think the wrestling observation is really smart. It, 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 uh, it, it, it is. It's I I'm like I can't imagine that that was her intent, um, mm-hmm. but it does remind me a lot more of of um, of wrestling in some ways, like you said, than uh, than either celebrity culture or reality TV. Reality TV's like specific quirks, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think that that um, the Hunger Games appeal, the fact that it hits on so many like different resonant like pop culture things. Um, uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that, you know, honestly, maybe, maybe Hunger Games is hitting again in this renaissance now because of like Twitch, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause I think there is sort of a similar element there of, of the, especially like, like, you know, th- this couldn't have been predicted in, 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 uh, when, when, when Susan Collins was writing it, but like the, uh, the the like having your sponsor send you water or whatever i mean like that's that's real there are literally twitch streamers who do that right like you if you pay, pay them enough money they will like do a thing on on camera for mm-hmm. you like yep. that is that is a whole that that is a a whole genre of 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 twitch stream and uh i think i think maybe those anxieties about live entertainment and uh 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 
the control you have over other people for your own entertainment is like I think that's fresh in a lot of people's minds again. Yeah, definitely. Um uh <laughs> I had a moment, this is a total pivot, but when the fire first appeared, um the wall of flame and mm-hmm. she noted noted that it was like clearly man a man-made blaze. I had a real moment of like, oh, what a great payoff for synthetic fire. Until I <laughs> until I remembered that no, synthetic fire doesn't hurt you, apparently. So this is just entirely just it's just real fire, so unrelated. But I, I had a moment of like, ah, I remember that setup from earlier when yeah, that happened. No. <laughs> no. She did invent the circle though. It is the circle. It is the circle. That that is totally you're you're forcing the players closer together for exciting fighting. Uh God, what else? This, this is a weird set of chapters because, like, I mean, it was two full chapters, but it was it's like two scenes. Yes. Okay. This is a this is a totally random observation, but I was curious if you noticed this as well or had any thoughts on it. So when she's like walking around looking for water. She like rummages around in her backpack with her gear and pulls out some sunglasses because it's like bright out and puts them on. And then she says, like, they did something weird to my vision. So I put took them off. And I want to know if you highlighted that or not and, and was wondering if this is some are these sci fi sunglasses? Is this a Chekhov sunglasses situation? That is a great question. I did not really notice that, but it is very funny now that you're pointing it out. Although my first thought was gunners. Ooh, yeah, they gave her some gunners. They gave her the blue, <laughs> the blue shift. Uh, where was it that she said that? It's because I, I, here's the thing. I'm also like kind of stupid and I don't know if that's just a like dehydration thing, you know, like, oh, if you're, if you're dehydrated, your eyes will like react weirdly to different light or whatever. Here we go. Uh, The sun hurts my eyes, so I dig out my sunglasses. But when I put them on, they do something funny to my vision. So I stuff them back in my pack and then we just move on. And I was just like, hmm, Hmm. hmm, what's going on there? But again, I also was like, that was also when she was like saying that, like, oh, yeah, she's like her pee is red or whatever. And she's like dizzy and whatnot. So I was like, okay, this could just be a dehydration thing. Right. Yeah, but maybe they're cool sci-fi sunglasses. Maybe she'll be using them. Maybe they like have binoculars or something and she'll use them up in the tree. Yeah. Ooh. Or they like um she'll like get a bow and then she'll like put the sunglasses on and it's like a lock on. Oh shit. That would be <laughs> so cool. She has like predator glasses, maybe. They're like <laughs> they they do like thermal vision. That'd be fucking cool. Yeah, a lot of a lot of wandering around and a lot of wondering what the audience is doing. I think just like broadly in a, in a chapter that had like almost no dialogue, except at the very beginning and the very end. I I think this is the longest we've spent, like just in Katniss's head with nobody else around, nobody else talking, nothing for her to like react to that someone else did. Right. Mm-hmm. How do you think it manages that? Like, do you you think it was like entertaining to like just read her like speculation for two chapters? Um, I think it did well enough. I just feel like I'm reading a piece of survival fiction, which I wasn't expecting from The Hunger Games. And I mean, like, I felt like I was reading Hatchet, right? Oh, yeah. I was about to ask Hatchet. Did did you do Hatchet in school? (laughs) Of course we did Hatchet in school. (laughs) Do you know there's a sequel to Hatchet? Yeah. Isn't it crazy, though? 
Yeah, it's it's okay. So the sequel to Hatchet, I can't remember. It was called his name was like I was about to say Brian's Quest, but that's that's Quest Sixty Four. Might as well be. Uh, it's called like it's called like Brian's Adventure or something. Hatchet <laughs> Do they sequel. send him back? And it's literally what happens is he like takes a Brian's Winter. Or is no Brian's winter? Is it Brian's return? I know one of them is he like he like takes a journalist or he like takes a like (laughs) some guy out there to like show him what he did. And then they like they get they get stuck in a hatchet situation again. (laughs) Hold on. Okay. (laughs) The river. Uh, Yes. Okay, Brian Robeson, a 13-year-old boy who spent 54 days surviving alone in the Canadian wilderness the previous summer, is hired by the government to again live in the woods and survive (laughs) only by his wits, so the military can learn his survival techniques. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I don't think that would happen. That, That, I think they, you know, like, I have a lot of Many criticisms of of the military, both specific and also just the the concept. I will say, I think I would trust the military knows how to survive in the wilderness. That I think that that's like important to them. I think they know that. I think they I think don't we need. Have, a- I think we've got a lot of good data on that. <laughs> I think we. I think. I do think that like we have maybe thousands of years of like knowledge about how to do that. Though reluctant at first, Brian eventually agrees. This time, Brian sets out for a remote Canadian location accompanied by Derek Holzer, a government psychologist. Uh, Brian insists they abandon everything but a knife and an emergency radio. Uh, uh Uh-oh, Derek gets struck by lightning. Oh, no. (laughs) And, And... and Brian has to save him. This is, yeah, this is a crazy sequel. I would have much rather read this, I think, than, uh, this is The River. This is the sequel to Hatchet. So there's, there's a lot. There's The Hatchet, The River, Brian's Winter, Brian's Return, and Brian's Hunt. Oh my God. Brian's Hunt was in 2003. Yeah. And who could forget the video game adaptation, Quest 64? Quest <laughs> 64, Brian's Quest. <laughs> Um, maybe Brian from Hatchet was um, running one of the booths at the Evil Career Fair. Oh my God! That see now there's a now there's a cameo <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> don't I know? Don't I know you from somewhere? He's like grizzled and old. No, <laughs> I'm not going back out there. <laughs> not after what happened to the military guy. The mili- the military wanted wanted to study how good I was at surviving. That's so funny. <laughs> What do you think of the scene where she finally kind of gets caught back up with by the careers and has to climb this tree? Um, I think it's a cute scene. I I think ever since she had her first like quip last week where she was like, thanks for the knife. That's how I read all of these situations. Like, it's so corny. And I I don't mean that as a criticism. Like, it's really fun. Um, uh, But it's just it's so silly. It's it. She is like fully action movie protagonist in all of these scenes. The the yeah. the way she climbs this tree and then is like, "How's it going down there?" or whatever. <laughs> just really, 
really goofy. Did, did, did the careers maybe have a little bit of like convenient, stupid syndrome going on? Like, I, yes, yes, they did. And I am having a hard time wrapping my mind around, um, child killers raised from birth to win the Hunger Games, not knowing how to operate basic weapons. Yeah, the so like throughout this whole chapter, is it just in this moment where she notices where Katniss notices that one of them has a bow, the bow that she was like eyeing and gets Mm -hmm. upset and is like, that's mine. I I need that. Um, And then like they fire the bow at her and like clearly just have no idea what they were doing. Right. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, they're the careers. I thought you're telling me that these kids like went like 17, 18 years or however old they are being trained as a warrior. And no one ever was like, "Okay, here's a bow and arrow. Like, (laughs) here's how to climb a tree. Yeah, I think I think the I, I think what it's going for is maybe that like. Katniss, because she's from the Hardy district, like knows the survive, you know, knows the real survival stuff. Like she's not been trained for war. She's been trained to survive. And that includes, you know, she has a bow for hunting and she climbs trees to spot game and stuff. And I'm I'm just like that. I think that might work if this was a like. Her versus soldiers story. Right. And it was like. The, these were a bunch of guys who were like really expert riflemen or, you know, like urban combat experts or something. Um, but as far as we know, like the Hunger Games are always about survival and like melee and like kind of primitive weapons from what it sounds like. Yeah, as far as we know, I mean, Katniss even says in this chapter, she's like, how many times have I watched tributes like die of dehydration or like not able to use their hatchet skills to live? Yeah, it just seems like like that it, 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 it this would work if they were maybe more like urban combat guys or something. You know, if this was this was her facing off against like soldiers but it's not. It's her facing off against people who know exactly or or, or maybe not exactly because, you know, they don't know what the map's going to look like and they don't know exactly what the weapons are going to be. But like people who have a pretty good idea of what they're going to be up against. Um, you could probably make a safe bet if you're training someone for <laughs> almost 20 years that like climbing trees would be a good skill for the survival game. Ranged weapons, maybe. Ranged, ranged weapons, right? The bow, the like. Maybe, maybe they, maybe they went in to learn how to fire a bow and arrow, but they like pointed it at the instructor and they got yelled at, and they went and left a one star <laughs> review on the. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It is. I, so, so I, I think there's one out here. Um, and I don't know if we I don't know if this has any basis because I assume Katniss is probably correct in like who she's identifying here. But I was wondering if maybe these aren't the careers. Hmm. And she's just sort of like built that up in her head and is like, oh, 
if they're hunting me, they must be like the the hardcore ones or something. But like maybe these are just people who got lucky and like grouped up. Sure, I could see that. I, that's the that's the only excuse I could see for that stuff, right? I mean, like it's not. I guess it doesn't really need to be excused. It's like it's 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 for the sake of the plot convenience. But it's it's it is a little funny that they are stymied by a tree and a ranged weapon. Yeah. I mean, they also have a lot of resources, like cut down the tree. Don't they have like a bunch of weapons and stuff? I mean, I guess I don't know how big the tree is and I don't know that they have an axe, but it seems like they got like their entire pick of the stuff at the cornucopia. I don't know. The the tree, to be fair, sounds fucking gigantic. There's a bit where Katniss says she's like 80 feet up in the air. And (laughs) she did. And and also, I think she keeps climbing up higher from there. So this is a big fucking tree. That's a big fucking tree. Um, That is a really big tree. I can think of one other out for this, which is that we don't know much about the careers or I don't remember. And I'm, I'm not really clear on who it is that it's training them, like if it is the local government Mm. or like fanatical parents or right like or whatever and so we know that weapons aren't allowed like by the peacekeepers and we don't know whether the peacekeepers are like capital Mm -hmm. peacekeepers or if they're the local government peacekeepers or like how the careers are getting around the rules to be trained but maybe it's a lot harder to train the kids that's then, a really good point. I completely forgot. I, I did not put together the the weapons aren't allowed thing. Right. And even if like you're a parent, like a fanatical parent training your kid to win the Hunger Games so you can right. get food or whatever, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are like have access to weapons or right. Right. know how to use them or whatever. But I don't know that, who is the one training the careers or yeah, how we much, like how many resources they have. Yeah, we don't like, yeah, we don't know whether or not the, the no weapons thing is just a District 12 rule or an everywhere rule. We don't know. These are all more prosperous districts, but I also mm-hmm. don't know what prosperity looks like in this world other than the capital. Right. Like mm-hmm. what's the middle ground between District 12 and the capital? Um yeah, but that is a really good point. Maybe this is a case of like they could train, you know, they could go to the gym for 20 years and it wouldn't matter if they got handed a bow because it's like, well, I've never actually I've never actually held one of these. Right. Right. That that's a that's a that's an interesting angle. I could see that. And it's just that Katniss has been. uh, Been using one for for decade for a decade as a hunter yeah I, that's 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 i had not thought of that that's a, that's a really good point yeah i hope um, we will learn more about the world how about that <laughs> <laughs> yes i yes i i think that is my that is where i'm at with this with this book in in general right now in this set of chapters is it's like this was really exciting i'm having a great time and i'm like rattling the bars of my cage like tell me more about i want to know about hunger games espn I want to know what's going on in the other districts. I want to know what the careers are like uh, beyond just sort of nameless villains at this point. I want to know what Pete is up to. What's what? 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 What's his deal? What do you what do you think his deal is? What's his what's he what's he what's he, what's, he, what's his plan? Mm, I don't know. 
I don't know what his plan is. I can't even um, conceive of a good plan in his situation, Um, but we'll see. The military wants to study him, and they told him to. (laughs) Yeah, I I hope I'm having a lot of fun, and I hope that this is not like it, right, for the rest Mm -hmm. of the book, if that makes sense. I hope we do get so I would love a bit more. I, I just just I want to let the book stretch its legs some more. Show me more of the capital culture. Show me more of like what's going on in these other districts. I, I would I, I hope we get to see more of that stuff. Um, yeah. Because uh, once again, the funniest parts of this chapter sequence to me are the brief science fiction moments where a bird opens its mouth and just like screeches an alarm note and then an invisible spaceship appears and like picks a dead body up with a gotcha claw <laughs> and then disappears again. Like there's crazy stuff happening in this world. I want to know more. Yeah, we're stuck in this hatchet situation with Katniss. I guess that's my like complaint about it is that I I want to know literally anything else. Anything other than hatchet content. Yeah. Okay, any 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 last orders of business here? I don't think so. We're on an exciting cliffhanger with Rue. But other than that, I think we covered it. What's she pointing at? I can't wait to find out. I know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I will not okay. say. You, you only know like one word more than me. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to like we're going to finish recording this and I'm going to go read the next two chapters and I'm going to have to wait an entire another week. Yeah. Right. This, this is this is the most like like I've enjoyed everything. Well. <laughs> let me let me uh, uh, back up on that. I have enjoyed talking about everything we have read mm-hmm. with you. I have not felt compelled to keep turning the page on the next thing like I have with this book. Yep. Yep. Same. Like, I'm pretty good at just like putting a, a set amount of reading I'm going to do down and go like, that was fun. And then I'll pick it up later. This is this has been the one book I've read where I'm like, I really could go for another few chapters. <laughs> it's exciting. Uh, I'm really enjoying it. But uh, shall we shall we play a little third segment uh, YA game here? Yes, please. Okay, so you are uh, one for two. You 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 had me dead to rights last week. You correctly identified which one I created. And uh, let's see if you can keep the streak going uh, with three more dystopian YA uh, uh, descriptions. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. The first one is called The One by John Mars. How far would you go to find The One? A simple DNA test is all it takes. Just a quick mouth swab and soon you'll be matched with your perfect partner that you that the one you are genetically made for. That's the promise made by Match Your DNA. A decade ago, the company announced that they had found the gene that pairs each of us with our soulmate. Since then, millions of people around the world have been matched. But the discovery has its downsides. Test results have led to the breakup of countless relationships and upended the traditional ideas of dating, romance, and love. Now, five very different people have received the notification that they've been matched. They've each, they're each about to meet their one true love. But happily ever after isn't guaranteed because each soulmate has secrets and that some are more shocking than others. There are so many of those. 
Um, by the way, similar to last week, uh, if you want to know what the proper nouns are, the capital letter ones, just let me know and I can I can tell you just in case that helps you narrow things down. Okay. Mm are you ready for the next one? I am. This is hashtag murder trending by Gretchen McNeil. At Dr. Fusion Bebop, some 17-year-old chick named D. Guerrera was just sent to Alcatraz 2.0 for killing her stepsister. How long do you think she'll last? At Morris Davis, 72195. I hope she meets justice. She'll get what's coming to her. Bwahaha. At Elton John Ferevs. Me, I think D's innocent, and I hope she can survive. Welcome to the near future, where good and honest citizens can enjoy watching the executions of society's most infamous convicted felons, streaming live on the Postman app from the suburbanized prison island Alcatraz 2.0. When 17-year-old Dee Guerrera wakes up in a haze, lying on the ground of a dimly lit warehouse, she realizes she's about to become the next victim of the app. Knowing hardened criminals are getting a taste of their own medicine in this place is one thing, but Dee refuses to roll over and die for a heinous crime she didn't commit. Can Dee and her newly formed posse, the Death Row Breakfast Club, prove she's innocent before she ends up wrongfully murdered for the world to see? Or will the postman's cast of executioners kill them off one by one? Uh, I I refuse to believe that you wrote that. I, ref I refuse. I don't know if that makes it more or less likely. <laughs> okay, and there's one more. Only four remain by Alec Trevelyan. Ancient temples, subterranean bunkers, a junkyard filled with statues of once powerful leaders. This year's death game is almost over, and Jack Wade has battled through countless arenas on his way to the top. The bracket once held dozens of contestants forced to fight to the death with guns and explosives. Now, only four remain. The final arena awaits. Who will Jack have to outmaneuver to take the crown? Cunning ex-Soviet scientists, secret agents, ruthless commandos, and the labyrinthine halls of the facility, the final four will face off, and this time there are no weapons. This is honestly very tough. I do not have a direction that I'm feeling. Mm. The first and the third one, to me, are the same in that they're kind of unremarkable. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a million versions of them. I think the third one is... Mm, maybe have, has some details that I wouldn't expect to pop up. In a YA dystopia. But I don't know. It's, they both sound really plausible. And there are a million of them. And then the yeah. second one is so outrageous. That I don't think that you would put like, I don't think you would write it and then put it next to such like plain ones like i feel like you found it and thought it was so funny that you had to read it on here mm -hmm. so i think it must be one or three and i and and the problem is is that three has some details that i feel like maybe you like picked picked details to have them in there 
that I wouldn't expect to find, but also you might have written one and it's so ordinary that it's supposed to just blend in and I wouldn't think about it. Because like I said, I reacted to number one and said there are a million of these. Yeah, it's I mean, to be fair, there's kind of a million of like, like in finding this, putting this like game together for three weeks. I'm like, I could I could do this for like at least a couple more weeks. There are so many of these that I just never heard of that have a little bit of a of an audience uh, that 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 were. Either either remarkable in how silly they sound or remarkable in how like unremarkable they are right mm-hmm. just there there are so many of these that are just nothing that that have like one or two details that like the author might be interested in but otherwise it's like yeah it's a it's a dystopia and people fighting right or like an evil government makes you do something right um i think i've made my choice but before i say it i do want to mm-hmm. hear the proper nouns of all three Ah, okay. Yes. So in the first one, it's the one and match your DNA, the company, and then matched is is in all caps each time. Okay. Uh, in the second one, it's the postman, the uh, the app, <laughs> uh, Alcatraz 2.0 <laughs> uh-huh. and Death Row Breakfast Club. Okay. Uh, and in the third one, it's the bracket, uh, the facility. Okay. Are, uh, are capitalized. Okay. I've made my choice. Yeah. I think that you were trying to fly under the radar with number one. I am so sorry. The one is real. <laughs> Damn it. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> so you were right on the money about murder trending. Uh in that I saw that and was like no way is this. <laughs> and and had to include that cuz it was so outrageous. It honestly sounds like a great time. Um but it just sounded so I I read that and the I read the description of the second one and was like this feels like I wrote it as a joke. Right. For this bit. Well, and then um, I was like, are you reverse psychologizing me? Right? Right. Um, and so I do you want to do you want the reveal on what the third one is? Like, like what my inspo was there? Yes. Um, it's Goldeneye. Oh. It's uh ancient temples, subterranean bunkers, a junkyard filled with statues, the facility, no weapons, slappers only. God damn uh, it. <laughs> the, they used to fight with guns and explosives, but now it's slappers only. And the author is Alec Trevelyan from Goldeneye. That's I, I very, just, very good. I, I was really because I, I, I wrote all that. And then I remembered. Like, wait, no, she likes James Bond. This is going to be way too easy. Oh. Ex-Soviet scientists. <laughs> okay, it was the ex-Soviet scientist thing where I was like, I think that's the detail that you picked that wouldn't wouldn't like just be said like that, right? Like it like the why dystopia would use that aesthetic, but they wouldn't just come out and say it was right, my thought. Right. I, I I did think that and, and I think that my my thought was that the X would be a good cover 
because it could be like near future right right like it's it's post but but yeah i yeah the right instinct on that that detail because that was also the one that i was like is that too much is that too mm-hmm. too obvious I could. The thing is, for just for ridiculousness, I could not compete with mur- the murder trending one. I did not want to even <laughs> touch, attempt to to out crazy that one. Right. Yeah. I I was I was convinced that you would choose that one because I've been talking about Star Wars and I was like, oh, it's gonna be Saw Gerrera that I just changed to ah, a right. YA, YA protagonist. But no, it's uh, that one's real and apparently a whole series. There's huh. like three or four murder hashtag murder trending books. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to come out. I'm going to have to go back into the lab to envision some more fake YA novels. But for now, shall we take it to the close? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Our theme song is Hamagonagal by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use it as our theme song. You can find them on Bandcamp. You can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast. It's bonus week. We have a new bonus episode and lots, lots more for you to check out. And Liz, what are we reading next time? We will be reading chapter 14 and 15. We're still we're still in the games. We've got a lot of games to, to keep going with. I'm excited. Uh, I can't wait to find out what Rue is pointing at. Uh, and until then, happy Hunger Games. Happy Hunger Games. There's a lady there makes ocean rolls seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch a ride. Because this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.